Believe that he can. Ask that he will. Trust what he does. Praise him no matter what. That was the name of the game this past week at Elevate. Before we jump into that, I want to remind you that this coming weekend is cross-training. Cross-training is a 24-hour Bible intensive. You can get all information and register online, so don't miss out on that. We are in our third week of this series on prayer. We've seen so far that prayer is a catalyst of growth and transformation in the church. We've seen that the primary point of prayer is meeting with God, and we've seen some tips for praying. That's where we've been so far. And this week was about helping students build, uh, in some ways, like not necessarily a theology of prayer, but build some convictions and, and commitments that would lead to praying that would be like praying with eager expectancy and peaceful trust that both things would be at play and trying to help build it, help students build and us to build a prayer life like that. Um, I don't know if you ever used to build things when you were a kid. Um, we used to build, when I was a kid, we, we would nail PVC pipe together, which I don't even know how we managed to do that, but we'd nail PVC pipe together and build these gliders and kind of run off this little hill. And in my little mind and I guess elementary school, young elementary school, I really thought we were flying. Like that that was that was some fun building. And this is this is some really meaningful, powerful building stuff that um that I want to talk about uh in this episode with prayer. Really four convictions or commitments in prayer. The first is this believe that he can. Believe that he can. Oh, we looked at Mark 5, and Mark 5 tells the story of this synagogue official. His name is Jairus, and Jairus has this daughter, and his daughter's sick. In fact, she's sick to the point of death. So he comes to Jesus, Jesus, please heal my daughter. So Jesus comes. As he's on his way, um, things get interrupted. And if I'm Jairus, I'm not really happy about this, but this bleeding woman comes, and she's desperate. She spent everything she has trying to get healed. And she's only gotten worse. And Jesus stops. He notices her. He heals her. And then Jairus's first worst fears are realized as um, on their way, his daughter dies. And so these officials come and they say to Jesus some pretty, um, I don't know, so, so, so these words. They say, hey, don't bother the teacher anymore. She's died. And to them, that was a big deal. And to, to any of us, that would be a massive deal. To Jesus, he responds in a way that I think is pretty insightful for where, um, where prayer that has you know, eager expectancy and peaceful trust comes from. He says, hey, don't be afraid, only believe. That's what he says. Don't be afraid, only believe. That, that prayer is going to start with believing. Believing that he can like believing that he can come and intervene and change the situation, believing that he can and believing that he cares, like he cares about the situation. He cares about what's going on. So uh, this sort of prayer that's going to be, be praying eager expectancy and peaceful trust is going to start with believing that he can and believing that he cares. There's a question though. Um, how do you, what's the, what's the evidence that 
you believe that he can and that he cares. And I think the answer to that is you ask. Like, the evidence that I believe that he can is that I ask that he will. In fact, my failure to ask is probably evidence of a failure to first believe. And so if I believe that he can, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask that he will. And we talked last week in some tips about asking. And uh, if you missed last episode, uh, it might be helpful to go and listen to that. But we gave another tip that's been really meaningful to me in, in learning how to ask really according to God's word. And, and here's how it goes. It's just saying, God, you've declared fill in the blank and then say, I need fill in the blank. And this is a form of asking and asking God in a way that is holding him in some ways accountable to his promise. And I think God delights in that. So here's, here's what that might sound like. God, you've promised that you've declared that you want all men to be saved. I need you to use me to rescue my neighbors. I need you to rescue my neighbors. God, you've declared that your word is living, active, sharp, and transformational. I need you to shape me as I read it. God, you've declared that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. God, I need you to help me to see it. God, uh, you've declared that nothing can separate me from your love. I need you to help me to believe it. See, this is, this is a kind of asking that's rooted in believing what he's said, believing what, who he is, that he can and he cares, and saying, God, I need you. So prayer starts with believing that he can and that he cares. And the evidence that I believe that he can is that I ask that he will. What's the evidence, though, that I'm asking and not demanding? The evidence that I'm asking and not demanding is this, that I trust his choosing. I trust his choosing. If I asked the students this, and they answered unanimously correctly. True or false? A good and wise parent will do everything their kid asks. Uh, that would be false. Uh, or, yeah, a good and wise parent would not do everything that their kid asks. It's just, but for some reason, we think, we think that God should do everything we ask. And um, so if we're going to learn to trust God's choosing, because sometimes, sometimes our prayers, they're not all like selfish prayers. Sometimes we're asking God to do things that we already know he wants to do. And it's hard to understand why God wouldn't answer those prayers. And that can be really, really hard. And so if we're going to trust his choosing, I think it's going to require trusting his goodness and his wisdom. If you get a chance to talk to your kid about a cake analogy that we used, ask him about the cake. Ask him what that means. I don't have time to explain it, but I, there's a cake analogy that we used that was really helpful. So I believe that he can. I ask that he will. And I trust what he does. I trust his choosing. What's the evidence that I trust his choosing? Well, I praise him no matter what. I praise him no matter what. And that, that, that fourth point has actually changed for me. I used to say, I'll thank him no matter what. And I've learned that I can say thank you with my mouth and not with my heart, but I can't, pr that's not true praise. Praise comes from the heart. And so the evidence that I trust his choosing is that whatever he decides, whatever he does, I praise him because I believe he is good. He is wise. And um, so 
these these four convictions or commitments in prayer have been monumental for me. I believe that he can and that he cares. And so I'll ask that he will. I'll trust what he does and I'll praise him no matter what. So we, we've really sought to untame our prayers. And as parents, I just want to encourage us to untame our prayers because, like, like I said earlier, a failure to ask is probably a failure to believe. And so a question that, that we've asked ourselves, and I would encourage you to ask is, what have you stopped asking God to do because you stopped believing he could? Or maybe you stopped believing that he would. I <clears throat> went, when I first came to Sandhurst, I was so gung-ho about, uh, I, I really believed that the students in our youth group could make a difference, like an actual difference in the way South Florence looked and West Florence looked and, and Sneed and Williams and, and Kings and all these different schools. I actually believed that. And I've had to see that I, I don't really pray for that anymore. And I think a lot of that is due to, I just don't believe that God can or will anymore. So I have to check my unbelief. When I was in high school, I used to think um, how exciting it would be to buy a house and live on a street and be a missionary on that street. And one thing that I haven't lost yet, but I, and I really don't want to lose, is this, uh, this belief that God wants to use me as his instrument on Cherry Johnson Road and that he will. And so I believe that he can use us to change Cherry Johnson. So we're asking that he will. We're trusting what he, uh, how he works, and we're going to praise him no matter what. But as parents, I want to encourage us. Let's untame our prayers. Let's pray big. Let's pray big for our kids. Let's pray big for our families, for our schools. And, um, and at the end of the day, we're going to say, God, you're good. God, you're wise. I trust you and I praise you.